And now I've done that uh, many, many times. Like, why do I keep having that same boyfriend, that same relationship, no matter where I find them, uh, no matter where I meet them or uh, who, who I've been introduced to them by or where I'm hanging out. And that common denominator was me. And when we start to see that, we're like, oh, you know, maybe a little guilt, maybe a little shame, but you know what? That's okay. The best thing is, is that you understand that, hey, I'm the one making a choice. And here it is. It's a choice. I am allowing myself to, to date that same person again. I am, you know, kind of enabling that point of me. Well, what do I like in this relationship? What do I not like in this relationship? And yes, it is, it is a pattern that we establish and we're just going to kind of break it up and just wreck it and reestablish a new pattern. Angel of light, come into me. Show me what I need to see. Welcome to the Small Victories Podcast. I'm your host, Pauline Victoria, an inspirational thought leader that offers transformational perspectives based on my unique experiences as a woman born without arms and legs. I feel like my life has been full of small victories that has led me to discover the greatness within. I believe that there is no summit upon which we reach our greatness. I believe it is a culmination of small victories achieved moment by moment when we turn toward the inward battle where we get to choose despair or hope, misery or miracles, defeat or victory. My goal is to awaken your potential, your purpose and your power so that you can discover the greatness that lives within you. Think of this podcast as your weekly portion of tools, stories and teachings that help you reflect on the small victories in your life. Thanks for tuning in and let's begin. Thanks for joining another episode of the Small Victories Podcast. I'm your host, Pauline Victoria. Have you had the experience of wanting to be successful or in a loving relationship or becoming more fit? You may start out strong, but as you go along in the journey, things just seem to fall apart. Why is that? How can others be successful in achieving their goals, but you can't? Well, we could be our worst enemy and be sabotaging ourselves. In this episode, we'll be talking with Nicole Borgie, Master Sabotage Smasher, who is fiercely committed to guiding clients who are seeking their passionate purpose to ignite their intuition, attain clarity, and achieve their goals so they can enjoy more free time, greater energy, and savor their conscious life choices. Nicole, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Pauline. I appreciate being here and sharing with your guests. I am thrilled to have you. Uh, I looked up your website and for anyone that is interested as we go along in this interview and checking out her website, Sabotage Smasher, um, that's a tongue twister, sabotagesmasher.com. We'll also link that in the show notes so you can follow up with Nicole and see what she's up to and offering. But I was going through your website and looking at your journey. You've had quite a journey. And I'd like for you to share with our audience what that journey looked like of you becoming more intentional about living and your choices. Well, you know, I successfully had 20 years of sabotaging myself. So that's 20 years experience that I have. (laughs) Maybe not the best experience, but let's be vulnerable, right? This is where I share 
my story and I share it with my clients and I, and I love to do that and, and under, and, and share with them, Hey, you know what? I've been there. I understand you. I know where the emotions are. I understand where you are in life when you're going, why me, right? Why is this happening to me? And I've learned to change that and reframe and reprogram and go, how can this get better? How can I rise up to the occasion? Uh, You know, what's in it for me in that good sense and changing that vibe around. So reprogramming and asking, what can I do for you? You know, and sharing that experience. And and it means more. I noticed that uh, when I talk to my clients, especially when my clients come back and they're, and they're like, Hey, I just wanted to share with you my testimony of what happened in my life and how you opened it up for me. Uh, and that, that has been so meaningful in sharing that, that now they, they understand what it's like to be on that other side. So 20 years of self-sabotage, <laughs> what, yeah. does that, what does that look like? Uh, it's a mess. It's really a mess. Uh, you know, to get intentional, that didn't happen until I was in hospice and had that kind of moment where I can see where I've started to change my pattern and see, okay, you only live once. But what does that really mean when you say goodbye to somebody and a client confesses that to you at your at the end of their time and they share that intimacy with you and you start to realize, oh, I have stories in life. I have I have, you know, stories to share with with other, you know, with others. And what will my legacy look like? So, you know, looking that made me look at my past. Ooh. You know, that's taking out the dirty laundry, the skeletons in the closet, you know, and to share with that. And I share that with my clients and I share it on my Facebook, you know, Hey, I was a teenage mom. I was pregnant at 17. I had a baby at 18. So I have a 30 year old daughter and I'm only 48. Right. So it's different as you get older. And I can say that with pride, but I I went through some tumultuous times, you know, alcohol issues, running away, doing what I wanted to. And nobody wasn't really running away because nobody was looking out for me anyway, didn't notice I was gone. So was I really leaving? Uh, You know, and I had that rebel sense and I just had that freedom and the tenacity and the drive, but I had lost that. And so looking back at that and seeing now, you know, as sick as I was being in the hospital. So there's, there's so much going on in my life that I look at now, like, wow, I really should celebrate. I should celebrate every day because I'm not where I was and I can enjoy this time and I can enjoy these moments, you know, waking up, not knowing where I was or who I was with, or, um, you know, you know, all of a sudden you're a mom and you're like, what do I do? What do I do now? And I, I didn't have a role model. I didn't have anybody to look out or help me or reach out to emotionally, uh, physically, mentally, uh, financially. Uh, so I had to start to do that. And I, I, I call some of my Facebook lives diary of a welfare mother. And, you know, I have a sense of humor about it now. I think it's funny because I look at it and like, oh my gosh, did I really do that? Did I really go through that in life? And it's like, wow, what on earth was I thinking? But it's okay now. And I can laugh about it and tell my story freely because I can be like, you know what? Wow. I know where I'm at every day. I know I have a focus. I have intention. I have a heart. I have emotions. And I can reach out to people like you and share a story, uh, share that collaboration and 
being a, a tribe of, of people willing to heal the earth at this moment now. I'm thinking about the person who's listening to this and it sounds like you, a lot of your sabotaging patterns were very extreme alcohol. You know, I don't know all the details, but it sounds like there was very clear, distinct life events that you could point to and be like, yeah, that was me sabotaging. And at the same time, there are people who might be sabotaging, but it may not look so extreme. So as a coach or someone that guides people through their mindset and recognizing the sabotage patterns. What have you seen as people sabotaging themselves? Like, what does that look like for someone who may not be as extreme, but it's still happening in the background? They just are not conscious of it. And when we're not conscious of something, we can't fix it. When we're not conscious at the age of seven, when we start to establish our patterns, that's pretty much the establishing moment in life where our patterns are stamped at that age of seven. And so any childhood trauma or something we have perceived was a childhood trauma or something that that affected our life in business, we couldn't get the promotion or we couldn't get that great love relationship. We feel we don't have great communication, maybe a a point of intimacy because that's into me, I see, right? Mm -hmm. Even the personal intimacy that we have and the relationship that we have with ourselves brings that self-leadership and that self-influence. How do we influence ourselves and how we take care of ourselves, even in that loving self-love manner how do we awaken to the point where we can love ourselves and heal? Maybe it's not those wounds, but maybe it's that pattern, a family pattern that we established, toxic relationships that we're in. Where did that start? So we, I kind of try to take my clients back, maybe through meditation or through a step and light step of regression and, and to find out where did this pattern start for you? You know, maybe in in that deep uh, inner child that that inner child would have liked to have uh, in their moment in time and and bring that back to where does that heal us today and our emotional wounds? How does that affect us? Where did we become triggered? And people, our friends or people that we meet, our environment is a mirror for us. It's this huge mirror of how we are living our life. And so when we have a disruption or a bit of a, a, a weird uh, kind of maybe networking event or just meeting somebody in the business or a friend, you might perceive, hey, uh, you get triggered when they talk to you or triggered by a smell that they have, right? And you just don't like them, but you don't know why. And that's in a sense of judgment. But when we discern and separate, we can start to understand what didn't we like about them. Maybe there's something that triggers us with what they wear. Uh, Maybe it's something that they say or how they speak. So we need to look internally. And that's what I do is I help my clients. I guide them back to that moment. So we're not doing any uh, psychology. We're not doing any counseling. It's coaching. Here's the greatest part of it is you don't have to relive that sadness. You can know that you can just take that little excerpt out of life, understand that little picture and look at it and understand it, how it works for today and reprogram because it's a fragment. It's a fragment of the shadow. If you want to get deeper, it's a fragment of that piece of shadow. 
and, and how do we show up with it? And how can we show up for ourselves in, in a greater pattern reprogrammed, just like a game, right? We can reprogram the game that we want in our life and, and we can script it out. We can write it out. We can live the life of passion and purpose so we can get to that profit side of it and hit all of our goals and live a happy and healthy life. Well, and I think like when you're talking, what comes up to me as a classic example, let's say a woman is dating and she says, why do I keep attracting the same kind of person? <laughs> right. And it's, yeah, like, that's so, so true. It's because, well, they start seeing the patterns. They're like, wow, like my last 10 boyfriends all had the same, I had the same issues with them. So they're now starting to recognize, okay, there's an issue here. How does one go from recognizing the pattern to then, I don't know if you would say healing the pattern, but, or breaking the pattern so that they can choose differently for the 11th boyfriend. And now I've done that uh, many, many times. Like, why do I keep having that same boyfriend, that same relationship, no matter where I find them, uh, no matter where I meet them or uh, who, who I've been introduced to them by or where I'm hanging out. And that common denominator was me. And when we start to see that, we're like, oh, you know, maybe a little guilt, maybe a little shame, but you know what? That's okay. The best thing is, is that you understand that, hey, I'm the one making a choice and here it is. It's a choice. I am allowing myself to, to date that same person again. I am, you know, kind of enabling that point of me. Well, what do I like in this relationship? What do I not like in this relationship? And yes, it is, it is a pattern that we establish and we're just going to kind of break it up and just wreck it and reestablish a new pattern you're going to find out what works or where maybe in that relationship, it stopped being that kind of honeymoon phase. Was it, was it when we started to date them and then we stopped putting our, our makeup on or we changed who we were around them? And, and that can be a thing too. Do you allow that other person that you're dating to treat you in a non-flattering manner or how do they honor you? Are they empowering you? Are they letting you, are they rising you up like the goddess that you are, right? Do you allow them to treat you like a doormat, basically, you know, kind of wipe their feet on, on you? Are they not opening the car door for you? What is it that is going on? You know, because sometimes in a relationship and I've done this myself, you know, my hair's done, my nails are done. I'm looking great. Uh, I took some time and I treat them nice. I talk to them well. I'm respectful in that manner. And we have a great exchange and we have a fun bond and we're laughing and I give them the respect so they can give me respect. And we treat each other so nicely. We talk about common instances or going out to having cheeseburgers that we like, or do I like to have a glass of wine and, and have him pour the wine for me? And all of a sudden it just stops. The brakes get put in. No longer do you have date night. No longer do you go out for hikes. No longer do you go out camping or do things together that you enjoy. You know, maybe it gets to a, a point even further where you're kind of nagging. You, you're not doing the dishes. You're not taking out the trash. I don't like it this. I don't like it that. 
and trying this even in a, in a more successful relationship when you think love is lost is, you know what? I really like when you take out the trash for me. It helps me a lot around the house. I like to cook, but I don't like to wash the dishes. If you can wash the dishes, I can cook. We can spend more time together or we can cook together. We can do this, this wonderful intimate dinner together that we're uh, crafting and creating and the energy that comes through that, the magic that happens. And that is part of being tantric too, is the touching or the intimacy that develops right ahead of time and, and finding that, that love language that the other person likes. When we forget to do this for ourselves, when we don't take care of ourselves, when we don't take care of the other person or allow them to love and take care of us, the relationship falls off and it falters. Where did the fun and the magic stop? And then you can start to see, oh, there's the pattern. There's the pattern. Maybe I didn't brush my hair or uh, maybe, maybe we don't go to the gym anymore, right? Uh, maybe we're just sitting and watching TV. Is it just comfortable? Are you maybe just comfortable and you're not looking outside of that and it just kind of tanked, but that's okay. It happens. It happens to everybody. Sometimes we just need to hit replay. And sometimes there's just those negative relationships that we get in that we developed when we were a child that we saw that became a pattern. If it's traumatic, if it's nasty, if it's disruptive, it's, it's argumentative and getting even worse and worse. We have to look at that too. Are we replaying what we saw as a child? Yeah, that, that was kind of like on more on the extreme, uh, you know, example would be someone who always ends up in a relationship where there's domestic violence or abuse. Right. Keep attracting that kind of guy and they don't yeah. know why do I keep doing this? I know I don't like to be verbally and emotionally abused. I don't, I know I don't like being treated like a doormat. And yet I always end up with guys that do that. Right. Um, and so I, I do agree with you that we're the common denominator in all our relationships, all our businesses, all our, you know, health, right. We're, we're the center of everything that we see in our life. I don't know if, if this is what your thoughts might be, but to an extent, there's something that that abuse gives us that I feel like maybe people seek out. And so, yeah. yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? And how can they break those patterns? So that way they're, they're not continuing the cycle for generation after generation. And that's a, a very valid point. And they, people do pick up on that. It is familiar. It may be comfortable in the sense that we understand that toxic relationship. And I come from a long line of, of family that, that has welcome abuse constantly again and again. For me, I made sure that even if I didn't have a consistent relationship, that there was no abuse. And that was a never, that was not going to happen. And anything else that I did that was crazy, but uh, you know, Hey, that's not going to happen. There was my, there was still a boundary for me and having seen it in my experience working in the jail and in law enforcement, having seen both sides of that, what happens when you're the abuser and you go through the court system, right. Or you come and somebody has to call the cops and break it up or what happens at home. The, the children see it, the children uh, pattern that you, you hear that you feel into that fear 
or, you know, what happens to the parents, the fighting, the healing, the coming back and forth constantly all the time. And just the environment is a wreck. What it is, is, is really is there is for me, carefully, some people don't, don't want to say that it is a choice, but in the most part of it, you have the choice to leave. How can you leave? But it's the familiarity of knowing what's going to happen, knowing what you're going to say that's going to trigger a reaction, knowing that, that in a sense, you have that control to trigger that reaction and you, you can start that. So there is something you know that's going to happen or feeling less than, or, you know, either you're feeling that you need to have control on one side or the other, or you feel that you're less than and not deserving. And, right. and that's a huge dynamic. And we don't have time for all that. It's a, it's a huge dynamic of where that pattern goes through. And, and it takes time to see and talk about that and working with clients to be able to say, okay, here's the trauma. Here's the toxic relationship I have. Uh, how can I start to change this in my life for me? But that takes the degree of dedication for yourself to say that I am going to set the goal of coming to what separating the relationship, getting counseling for the relationship, or am I going to continue in this relationship? And that is a choice, right? Uh, we do choose many other things. Maybe we don't choose at this point. Um, we felt that we didn't choose that, uh, but there are steps and, and choices we made to get where we have gotten. Uh, and can you leave, you know, so that's another thing. And that, that develops, if you have a toxic relationship, uh, uh, you know, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, you're going to have a toxic relationship probably with your children. Your children are going to have a toxic relationship, but it goes into work. It goes into outside your friends. Do you now have partners in pain? And I, I call them partners in pain because people that want to stay in that pain level, maybe it's a gossiping or maybe it's a toxic relationship, but even friends, more like frenemies kind of where, where they want to push you into that continuous bad relationships. So they have somebody to talk to, right? That's like every reality um, show. <laughs> right, right. Oh, huge, huge, huge. Well, um, and I feel yeah. like, I feel like all of this could be related to what's the yo-yo dieting, right? Like, oh, right. I want to get fit. And you start on a diet, you start strong and you're, you're one month in, you're starting to see results and then you self-sabotage yeah. or we start a business. You want, you have a goal to have a business and there's this type of concept, shiny object syndrome. And, you know, you're working on your business going, going, going. And then you're like, oh, I'm getting bored and shiny object syndrome. You see something and you're like, oh, squirrel. And you move your attention to something else, which then, of course, the first idea is going to fail because you stop focusing. So it's like it can be applied to everything. I feel like many of us, including myself, sabotage our attainment of our goals. And so whether that be in relationships or health or business, you're right, it does ripple effect out. I'd like to maybe move into showcasing what you do, giving people a little demonstration on your website. You do offer clarity calls with people if they're interested in seeing what your coaching could offer. 
So I thought maybe we could do like a little mini sesh right here, maybe like sure. I don't know, five, seven minutes um, <laughs> as we wind down into this. But I think it would be really cool for people to get to see you in action. And I will be the guinea pig and allow myself to be vulnerable. So let's just pretend I scheduled a clarity call with you. And, and what would be the first thing that you would ask me to do? Well, what I do is you have made the choice to, to come onto the call with me and thank you for coming onto this call, because that means that you're ready to take your life into the next step. And so we're working on what is your step? What do you want to achieve? Have you aligned with your passion? And I'm going to ask you, what is your purpose? What is your why? Where do you want to get to? And adversely, where's your stress level at? What's holding you back from achieving your goals? What are those fears? What are those big gremlins, that fear gremlin, right, in your life? And let's talk about that because we're going to have to have a serious chat on where you want to be and what's holding you back mm. and finding out what your goal is, your dream and your desire. And are you willing to work on that? Are you willing to take those steps to get you to that next level? I can work with that, finding out what your emotional state is. And I'm here for you. And it's a conversation between us. It's a friendly conversation to get to dig deep. So it might be a little bit uneasy sometimes for you to answer honestly, so you can achieve and have your best life. We go through, do you have fun time? Do you like to laugh and play? So I'm just going to run through and answer a couple of those questions. So I can tell you that my values are freedom, fulfillment, and fun. And so everything that I do, whether it's personal or professional, those three values are what sticks out to me. Do I have, can I experience more freedom? Do I feel fulfilled by the activity? And is it fun to me? So those are the three things that I value most in this, in my life. And I feel like if I just take like the goals of my business, I'd love to grow my business, of course, and to impact people on a higher level. My purpose, I feel like a lot of that has to do with me personally and my own personal story of exper and experiences growing up and living current, I mean, always without arms and legs and like, okay, I can move through my life and people find that inspiring um, mm -hmm. Not because I'm actually, because I'm just living or surviving without limbs, but because I, I can smile, I can laugh, I can enjoy life despite not having everything, what is perceived as having the deck of cards stacked against me. So I really feel like my message to people is to help them see that they're not victims of circumstance, but conquerors, and they can be victorious no matter what adversity comes their way. You also mentioned fears, but like that, and I don't know, like the, some people say it's two sides of the same coin, fear of failure, fear of success. But for me, I resonate with fear of success a lot more. I just feel like, what will my life look like? I don't know. And am I willing to step into that unknown? And every, I've accomplished so much in my life, what would be perceived as ordinary, but impossible, like swimming, driving, yeah. having a baby. And all of those required something of me to achieve those. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I'm running into a block with the business. And so 
I'm like, oh, what is that? I'm and I know I'm my worst enemy, of course. Um, so that's why I'm like, oh, yes, please help me, Nicole. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, first, congratulations because you're amazing. And things that just that average normal person, like you said, just doesn't achieve because we get in our mind. We, we do stop that. We do have that fear. We have that blockage. We come to that wall, a wall that we've come to before. And where in your life have you come to that point where you quote unquote sabotage? I mean, you had a child beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful thing to be a, bring a child into the world and to have your own business. But when we talk about blocks, I would have to ask you, where have you, if you're saying fear of success, have you established your successes in your life that you've made? Are you, are you putting maybe a list of successes on your wall and saying, I've had this child, I have done the swimming, I have done the driving, I have my business, but what steps did you take to achieve that as well? To recognize and maybe look at, okay, I've done this, you know, maybe little by little, or I've done it by leaps and bounds and say, hey, this is where I am absolutely successful and I'm in my vibe right here. Mm -hmm. And then adversely on that flip side of the fear, if you want to talk about the flip side of the fear, where is it that stops you in your tracks? And I know that because with everything else that I've achieved, I've had a very clear vision. Like it's mm -hmm. very clear what I want to achieve and why I want to achieve it. It's everything that Napoleon Hill talks about. Every success principle there is. You have a desire and it's backed up with faith, the belief that believing that you can do it and this, the strong emotion, then you will achieve it no matter what obstacle standing in your way, no matter how long it takes. And that's exactly what it is. I've been very, very clear on things in the past, but with the business, it's like, I'm not clear. So I'm not, so I feel like every step that I take, it's almost like, oh my gosh, is this the quicksand? step or is it like, what? I'm not really sure. Um, so there's more hesitation in moving forward with the business because I don't have that clarity. So you have an end game. You do have the clarity at the end game of your business. Is that correct? I know I want it to provide me freedom, fulfillment, and fun. <laughs> okay. So anything that you do, that's, that's, that's freedom and freedom for you is, is that your own hours? Uh, is the freedom financial? Freedom of choice. Freedom of choice. And, and so freedom to make the choice that, hey, I can take the time off that I want for my family because I have the finances in my bank. Yeah. Right. So I have that, that profit point from the passion, the purpose and the profit. We have to have profit because woke doesn't mean broke, right? We're starting, right. everybody's starting to realize as a whole that we need to have that energy of money. Why? That's, that's our sacral chakra. That is our money. That is our worth. That is our honor. That is our dignity. That all comes with even our intimacy is in that sacral chakra after our root chakra has developed and our tribal sense. And now we're in the sacral chakra sense. That is where we have that that drive and that, that prosper. And so that, that's that energy. 
It could be, maybe it's that relationship with money, but we can talk further. And that's what I do on the calls is what is your relationship to money? Are, are you feeling that vibration of money in? Is it your worth? Is it dollar for dollar in your worth? Is that where you're holding it? And you totally opened up something because everything I achieved in the past wasn't for other people to pay me. It was for my own self. Like, could I do it? Right. So there was no in exchange for. And so, oh, that totally opened up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because the exchange, the exchange is not only is it our self-worth, like also when you look at spending money on yourself, do you put a cap? on what you'll spend for yourself yeah. versus maybe your child or anybody else in your family, right? Yeah. Um, are you putting a cap on it? And maybe you're like, hey, I should get a coach, but it's going to cost me $250. Let's just say that even though I have the money to do this and I have the drive to uh, for success and freedom, but I don't know that I'm really worth it. Maybe you're not putting your worth on it. And sometimes that's why coaching programs fail people. Uh, many times that's that person not feeling that they, they, they deserve that money. And they, now you're putting a price on you, Mm. but moving past that energy of putting a price on you, it's your worth. You're you're not the Kmart knockoff bag. You're not the flea market knockoff. You are the true Chanel bag, Mm -hmm. right? You're that beautiful, maybe the Louis Vuitton. What do you, what could you put yourself at and say, Hey, I am worth this. I am worth spending on this on me because I know that's what freedom means. Freedom means the ability to have a choice. How do you make the choice? Are you looking at, well, I don't know, maybe money's bad. The other thing to get over is, well, you know, you can't go on vacation with your family. You can't have your Saturdays and Sundays if that's the days that you choose to have off, or you can't have an RV and go camping or you cannot fund a group that you want to fund. A friend of mine, uh, Kimberly runs Shiro, and she has changed some of my opinion in things. Like if I want to give people money to sponsor a group and Shiro women who help women in, you know, maybe in sex trafficking or younger girls, I have to be able to give that money to people. And she teaches people that if you want to give, if you want to partner and collaborate and support a great cause, you cannot support it without making money. And that's a freedom of choice to do that. You don't have to give that money to the group. You can give the money to a family member Mm -hmm. or to church. Mm -hmm. You can't buy new books for kids in school because you don't have that money and you're, and you're, and it's possibly at that negative value. So what does money do for you? What can money do for you in a positive way, in a very, very positive way? So you can make healthier choices. That was amazing. Cause that was like 15 minutes and you helped me <laughs> unblock something and see something I didn't see before. So thank you so much for doing that with me. I, I appreciate yeah, absolutely. Playing. Here are this episode's takeaways. Asking what will your legacy be will help center you and bring you back to focus on what is important. If you are confronted with someone or something you don't like, 
Apply your discernment to distinguish between a judgment or a sign of some inner child or internal pattern you need to heal. We can reprogram the patterns we want in our life. The patterns we live into are our choice. Nicole, thanks so much for being on the podcast and demonstrating to our audience what is possible when you guide them. So if you're interested in a clarity call for yourself with Nicole, please go to her website, sabotagesmasher.com. It will be linked in the show notes. And I just want to talk with you, the listener, real quick before we head out on this episode. I believe we were made to experience success, love, confidence, living in and on purpose and in our passion. But we do stop ourselves from attaining our goals. We may think we don't deserve the good that life has to offer. Well, you do. You must believe that you can and you will get what you deserve and attain your goals. But you have to get out of your way. We have two choices when it comes to going after our goals. We can support the attainment of our goals or we could sabotage it. What do you choose? And are you willing to put the work into doing something different? In that choice, you will find victory or defeat. But the choice is up to you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Small Victories Podcast. And until we meet again, be blessed. Come into me. Show me what I need to see. You are my pathway into the light. Lead me from shadows to
Show me what I need to see.